Boker Tov, good morning. For a moment, I want you to put yourself in the place of God. You have just freed the Jewish people from Egypt, and they have begun wandering in the desert only a short while into their 40-year journey from the shores of Egyptian slavery to the banks of the Promised Land. You have just given a command that you want them to build you a home in the desert, a divine palace called a tabernacle or mishkan in Hebrew, where you will visit your people, accepting their sacrifices and hearing their prayers. It will be your dwelling place on earth, a place where the transcendent can become imminent. So who's going to build this wondrous tabernacle? According to our ancient rabbis, before God appoints someone, God asks Moses for advice. I found a man, God says, an artisan. He's wise and he's skilled and he's got a heart open to others. And his name is Bitzalel. Should I choose him as my architect for the Mishkan? Now Moses is surprised by God's question. I mean, who is he that God should ask him? Ruler of the universe, Moses answers. If he's worthy before you, then how could he not be worthy before me? God pauses and then answers Moses. Even so, why don't we just ask the people first? They will help us decide. From this story, our rabbis spin a lesson. A leader cannot be chosen unless the community first is consulted. The message of this story is profound. Even God, who knows in all of God's omniscience who should build the Mishkan, knows that a leader only matters if he or she has been ordained by the people that they will lead. God's choice matters less than ours. I can't help think about the power of this story at this time of year. Standing only a few short weeks from perhaps the most consequential election in my lifetime. In November, we will travel to the voting booths, emboldened by our ethical ideals and our sense of purpose. Over the course of time, I have come to understand the many reasons to vote. Voting matters. For as much advocacy as each of us do, for as many town halls, as many protests, as many organizing meetings as we attend, no action can make up for having an unsympathetic ear sitting across the table from us. Yet I have a confession to make. I didn't vote until I was well into my 20s. I turned 18 while at Tufts University, and as a college freshman, I couldn't get my act together to request an absentee ballot from my home state of Rhode Island. When I realized I missed the deadline, I decided it wasn't worth driving the hour home. Two years later, I got a chance to choose whether to reelect George Bush or vote for John Kerry. I watched every single debate that year, but I never cast my vote, even while having strong prefer preferences for who I would choose. For years, I floated around paying attention to electoral politics without actually adding my voice in my vote. And it wasn't my parents' fault. I have fond memories of going to vote with them after work, 
We would stand on long lines together, and I would walk in astonished that my transformed elementary school cafeteria was full of so many people that I didn't know. It took me until I was 24 with the candidacy of Barack Obama to finally galvanize me enough to cast my ballot. Today, I vote in every election possible. I vote as much for local politicians as I do for the bigger profile national races. True, the presidency matters, but so too does the Essex County freeholders who can decide the future of our county jail system or our parks or the school board who can decide on what funds are used to help children and families with special needs. But when I think back to those years without civic engagement, I'm somewhat embarrassed. And frankly, I'm a little bit baffled. But I know that I'm not alone. In the last presidential election, roughly 43% of eligible voters stayed home, not casting a ballot of any sort. For young people, this number skyrockets. 68% of eligible 18 to 25-year-olds sat out the last election. Other groups also struggled below the national average. I don't need to give all the numbers, but it's clear that black and Latinx voters, less educated voters, and poorer voters are much less likely to cast a ballot. Now, there are many reasons for these numbers. For some, voting is not as easy as it should be. Some states disenfranchise voters with difficult ID laws. Employers don't give breaks for voters to find, it, um, to find the time to vote. Early voting, though growing in popularity, is not always the norm. There are places in this country where voter intimidation is tolerated and where voters are routinely purged from the rolls. Some locales have reduced the number of polling places, leading to oppressively long lines. An aging voting infrastructure means that voting machines will break down and malfunction. And this year, with vote by mail in many states, these systematic issues will only be brought more to the forefront, especially with cuts to the Postal Service and the political firestorm surrounding mail-in ballots. Now, we like to emphasize these systematic failures because they give us a clear answer and a clear opponent. And they are indeed a problem. But for as many people who want to vote and can't, there are just as many, if not more, who don't care enough to try or to push through that first obstacle. They might believe their vote doesn't matter. They might not have found the perfect candidate. They might have too many elections go the other way and feel that if they don't engage, then they won't be disappointed. They might be so burnt out from trying to stay afloat in this really challenging world that they lack the bandwidth to do anything but get by, even to vote. But as we've seen, Judaism advocates strongly for civic engagement, and sitting out an election is not an option. Someone's failure to vote, whether due to their own will or the will of another, is all of our problems. Take Jeremiah, for example, who I spoke about on Erev Rosh Hashanah. In the midst of the Babylonian exile, he implored his community to put down roots, 
telling them, as I quoted before, to quote, seek the welfare of the city to which I have exiled you and pray to God in its behalf. For in its prosperity you shall prosper. A millennium later, Hillel famously warned that, quote, we should not separate ourselves from the community. But any what needs a why to bolster it. Asking our peers to vote is not enough. We have to state the case for why they should in the first place. Any get out the vote campaign needs to explain why voting matters. It is not only to help with apathy and disillusionment that is keeping people from the polls, but it will bolster those of us who seek to change systems of disenfranchisement that keeps enthusiastic voters from participating. Since today is the second day of Rosh Hashanah and we usually have a discussion in lieu of a sermon, I want to capture that spirit. In a few moments, hear from some members of our community why they vote. And then I am going to answer the question myself with my own thoughts, colored by my sense that Judaism wants me to engage. So why do I vote? I think like most people, I started voting out of habit. We all went, at least in my generation, to the voting booth with our parents, and I have vivid memories of doing that with them. But after spending 22 years in public service, I, or during that time, I started to think a lot about why people vote and why they participate in government. And I, and, and I guess I have kind of three reasons that I participate in voting. The first is I can right? For, for hundreds of years, people have been coming to this country because they can't vote. They can't participate in other places. And sure, they come for economic advantage and all sorts of other reasons too. But one fundamental reason they come is to vote. And it was only 100 years ago that women got the right to vote. And when I was in elementary school, people were fighting and dying in the streets of the South so that African-Americans can vote. I can vote. So I vote. I think I vote because I should vote. I think the system doesn't work if we don't vote. If we, give it, if we don't vote, we give the right to decide who runs the government to other people. And I think we have an obligation to them and to the country and to our children to vote. So I vote because I can vote and because I should vote. And for that one day when we all vote, in some sense, leaving aside the Electoral College, we all have exactly the same amount of power on that one day as citizens. And the last reason I vote is I feel like I owe it to myself and to my kids. There are so many issues, who's on the Supreme Court, guns, abortion rights, police reform, budget, climate change, all of which have a huge impact on me and my children. And so I vote because I wanna vote so that I can make decisions about what the world would be like. And the truth is, it's the ultimate act of self-expression. In my view, if you don't vote, you don't legally use your right to complain. The First Amendment always protects that. But you can march, you can protest, you can carry a sign, you can shout, you can chant, you can stay silent, you can walk in, you can walk up, out, you can sit, you can lie down, you can stand up, you can kneel, you can stay in the locker room. And that will make some sort of a statement. 
But if you don't vote, if you don't participate in that basic act of American democracy, as far as I'm concerned, you've tossed away the right that we have been fighting and dying for for centuries. Most of the reasons I choose to vote do not sit well with the 501c3 sensibility, so consider this the nonpartisan version of why voting is important to me and why I choose to vote. I choose to vote because while voting can't change circumstances of our birth, voting can change the quality of our elected officials who make decisions to provide or impede our opportunities to advance and better ourselves. I choose to vote because nobody should be barred from entering the United States on the basis of how they worship or how they look. I choose to vote because it is important that our leaders say names like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and Jacob Blake to have our leaders commit to doing something meaningful in their names. I choose to vote because I care about the future of our country, but also I care about the well-being and future of our planet. If voting didn't matter, people wouldn't lose their lives fighting to cast their ballot. For these reasons and more, I choose to vote. Why do I vote? Showing up is an essential element of who I am, rooted in my Judaism, being an upstander for justice. And voting is a particular kind of showing up, it is one of the ultimate expressions of Hineni. Voting is a powerful act built into free societies, which gives the governed the opportunity to choose who will govern them. I vote both as an act of self-interest and as an advocate for the causes I care about, creating the kind of just society that I want to live in, which balances my needs and rights against those of others. Philosopher John Rawls' social contract theory is one of the things I recall from my college studies. He taught in order to create a fair society, Consider establishing the governing rules as if behind a veil of ignorance. Not knowing who you are in the society, what rules would you agree to live by? It seems to me that one of the most basic things that we'd agree upon is that each member gets a vote in the running of the place. I can't imagine squandering that most essential opportunity. I vote to have a share in the governing of my community, my state, and my nation. That's why I vote. Hello, everybody. It is no secret that this is one of the most important elections of our lifetimes. Yet many still ask, why should I vote? What is the point? Politicians don't listen to me anyways. And I can understand that. So let me tell you the reasons I vote. First, I vote for my ancestors. They came to this nation from a different nation because they were persecuted simply for being Jewish. I believe it is our obligation to honor their memory by performing our most basic civic duty as Americans in voting. The second reason I vote is for those who cannot, the marginalized, who can't take time off from work, as Rabbi Katz had mentioned, or cannot get the means of transportation necessary to get to the polls. I also vote for the kid who can't vote because they died from gun violence or the families and communities that have been impacted by climate change. These are the reasons I vote, and I implore all of you to do the same, making sure that you vote in every race, not just the presidential one, but in, this, but in the congressional ones and state ones as well. God bless you, God bless this great community, and Lashanatova. thank you. One reason that I vote is that I care deeply about access to affordable insurance and medical care. Five years ago, our daughter was away at Jewish sleepaway camp and became very ill. We took her immediately to the pediatrician and then the emergency room. She'd lost weight, she was severely anemic, and her heart rate was elevated. She spent two weeks in the hospital, and we learned she had ulcerative colitis. 
My dear mother was dying of cancer. This was the darkest time in my life. With treatment, our daughter's health improved. She recovered to sit by my mother's bedside. With support from TNT, including regular ice cream deliveries from Ronnie Pressman, our daughter celebrated her bat mitzvah about six weeks after her discharge. Our daughter's been lucky. She's doing well on her medication and has had access to amazing doctors. Her future's bright. Only she's gonna be 26 before we know it and she'll need her own health insurance. Her medications are very expensive, but they are covered. The Affordable Care Act includes many benefits for those with pre-existing conditions. Yet this act is under constant legislative and legal attack. I want my daughter to live without fear of maxing out on her health benefits. I want her to choose her career path without worrying about whether she'll be able to afford insurance. I want her to have a life here in the United States and not have to flee to Canada or Europe to get medical coverage. I vote in the wealthiest nation in the world in order to expand our social safety net for those experiencing illness, poverty, or adversity. When I enter the voting booth, I enter with all my diverse identities. I vote as a father for the future that I want Lev and Amalia to grow up in. I vote as a son, hoping for a government that is compassionate to the needs of my grandparents and my parents as they grow older. I vote as a neighbor, knowing that I must be an ally to those that I pass on the street, and I must take them into account as I vote. But I also vote as a Jew. I vote because I know what it means to be a minority, having seen governments good and bad for my people. I vote because as a student of history, I know how hard our ancestors fought for their first opportunity to vote only a few hundred years ago in Napoleonic France and what citizenship meant to them. I vote because Jewish values don't stop at the walls of our synagogue and that governments have a similar obligation as individuals to care for the other and to make this world just a little bit better. I vote because I agree with Rabbi Hanina Ben Doza, the deputy high priest of old, who wrote, pray for the welfare of the government for if it were not for the fear of it, humanity would swallow his fellow alive. And as a voter, I have the power to decide what is the best approach to keeping that order in society. I vote because I agree with our sages who say that our discourse should be, quote, for the sake of heaven. Politics should better us and bring us toward a brighter future. And there is no discourse more consequential and important than voting. Every one of us has the power to influence those who do not vote. If you are inspired, you can join our Get Out the Vote Committee, headed by our past president, Ken Cohen. But more than anything else, every one of us needs to be tireless advocates for voting. If you see a systematic problem that is keeping people from the polls, you need to speak out. If you talk to someone who is wavering on adding their voice to the polls, then remind them why it matters. Studies have shown that people vote 
because they see people that they trust do the same. Don't be shy about talking about it. This year of all years with so many hurdles, we need to be reminded why we should bother jumping them. It once happened that a man came before the Chazon Ish, one of the great legal authorities of the past century, to explain why he didn't have enough money to pay his taxes and therefore why he would not be allowed to vote in upcoming elections. Hearing the man's dilemma, the Chazon Ish responded, you should sell your tefillin, your phylacteries, the holiest personal religious item that you own to pay your taxes. Tefillin you can borrow from another, but to the right to vote you cannot get from someone else. Your opinion matters. And every so often, we are blessed to be asked for it. So let's make sure that every single one of us gets the chance to answer. Boker Tov.